You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430 episode 145 and the man, we got Bobby Hayes coming to us all the way from Wellsville, Kansas. Awesome to have you on, Bobby. Uh, I wish that there was uh, a camera in both of our offices as both of us are trying to figure out how to use this soundboard to make our voice sound somewhat professional but you found the button you've got a you've got a button that says pro for you yeah i would i would almost bet that all four podcasts that i've done myself (laughs) um so everybody yeah we've got bobby on today so if you've been following along with us um bobby is and and ducklander calls have now come on as a sponsor for um, the Union 0430, which is awesome news, but it's also really great news because Bobby is in turn in the last, what, three weeks? Bobby, yeah. you've you've put out your own podcast. I have. Yeah, it's probably been about three weeks. About so, three weeks. And, done, you know, I wanted to ask you about, oh, no, actually, you go into it and talk about, you know, why you started a podcast. Um, because I've got a couple questions. I never listened to the, to your latest episode, the one about the parts of the duck call, but I listened to the other one. Um, and there's a couple things I want to talk to you about that one. But um, why did you know? I'm, you're already busy enough, man. Why did you take on something else? Well, if you followed my social page at all, I put a little post up about uh, the warnings that I get off of Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that's gone on for over a year, and what started that was that was a I put a post up of a string of ducks on a mallard or string of mallards on a strap. It was on a barn. It was really pretty. Like one of the best one of the best images of that I've ever captured and edited out. Okay. And all I did was post my brand's core values on the write up, and that got flagged. I don't know what for. Of course, I don't fight it when they flag it. Right. I don't think it matters, right? But uh, my reach tanked after that point, and it has never come back. So I don't think anybody sees what I do for the most part on social. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in between all that, we had this crazy reel switch over where they tried to promote reels, and then nobody had any reach, and then they... Yep. They kind of took that away, and now they're kind of back to images, kind of. But anyway, um, and then in between all that, I don't know, and I've posted about this a few times, I don't know if we should support social media in what we do for a living or a lifestyle, because they don't really seem to support what we do. So I kind of have that going as a, as a fight, but at the other side of that argument is, well, if there's no voice on there, I don't know if that's any better. Right. 
But so I kind of thought maybe it would just be better if I if I went to a podcast where I could kind of verbalize the Instagram feed because there's not a lot about oh. products on the Instagram feed. It's right. mostly not duck call products because you can only I figure you can probably only post about your products so much before everybody doesn't care. So it's more of just my thoughts on hunting on the social feed anyway. So I thought I would just take that to a podcast. Maybe it would be a better way for everybody to hear. Well, you know, that's really cool way of looking at it. And I never, I never thought about it that way where you're, you you know, instead of using social media to, to type out, what it is you're thinking, put it to a podcast. Uh, I never really thought about it that way, but I really do. I more and more I'm thinking that this, this whole dependence on social media, I'm starting to see, like, I, I think there's a place for social media. I think we, as a, as businesses, as brands, um, we need it. But I don't think we need to put as much reliance on it that um, we're being led to believe. Well, okay. So if I went off of numbers, Mm -hmm. social media does not equate to that many sales directly to me. That's right. I don't know how that is for everybody else. I've I've never really had that talk with Like if social media just disappeared tomorrow, it's not going to change. But it does make sales. So the problem is, well, there's two problems I have. One, when there is some reach and then they tank your reach, well, now it's like, well, how much time can I actually put into this? I'd rather put, I'd rather put that time in some place where I can talk to more people, mm-hmm. which is really what bothered me about the reach going down is I, I, get, I don't get to interact with everybody. There's a big difference between when if only 70, only 70 people hit the like button and it only shows it's three or 400 people. It means I have no comments. So the point of the post is the interaction, especially for me when I'm not trying to sell something with the post, I'm just posting about something I want to share and talk about. Well, now there's no point in this. Right. Yeah. So, so that's where I'm like, well, I don't think this, I don't know if there's a point to this. now. Yeah. Well, m- my thoughts when it comes to this is, is, and I and I think you and I have talked about this in the past. So so if I if I were to hire a marketing firm, and I know you've talked to marketing guys uh, a ton. So if I was to talk to a marketing firm and say, you know what, uh, I don't know if this this whole social, I don't know if I should be plugging money into social media and and all this shit, right? And then the marketing guy would come back and say, listen. Um, social media is a $4 billion a year enterprise. Um, influencers are, are getting rich. They're becoming known all this, all this stuff, right? They're going to throw all these statistics and numbers at me. Well, in the hunting world, those numbers don't equate. So, so quickly today. So I I'm, I'm writing a, a, like a, a blog or something. I don't know what we're going to call it yet, but, and, and one of the things I'm talking about is, is this social media thing. So if you think about it, um, when I looked it up today, Selena Gomez, the musician, the American musician. No idea. Dan. 
Yeah, I know, I know you don't. But so she has 416 million followers to her Instagram account. Now, a safe assumption is, is that that's mostly female, all under the age of 25 years old. Your daughter, your daughter would know who Selena Gomez is. I guarantee it. Yeah, guaranteed, right? So she she has one of the most popular um followings on Instagram. 416 million people are following her. Now, I'm not I'm not making any assumptions and I don't want to leave anybody out. But if I think of a brand right now that I know of that's popular, that's within the hunting world, I would say Meat Eater is a very popular brand within sure. the hunting world right now. Yeah. Meat Eater has 1.1 million followers. That's it. 1.1 million compared to 416 million of a musician. For one, I would say I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know Stephen L at all. Uh, yeah, hate the guy. He's probably had. He's probably one of the most influential guys on hunting. A positive note. Yep. Since in my lifetime. Yep. Uh, so the only. I don't know. I don't know if they, he can grow on social past where he's at. Exactly. I don't know if there's anybody. Maybe because he's. I know he's. I know they fish more now than they used to fish. So okay. fishing is a huge. Yeah. But, like, I could I could break that down into even even to a more micro level. So, I'm going to call some of the other call makers peers just for the conversation. Yep. yep. If if I look at a lot of my peers now, there's there's some freakish ones on the outside of of what I do that have huge following. But mm-hmm. for the most part, most of the guys you would see in a call case in a store, if you get on Instagram, they we've all got about, we're pretty close in following. Yep, yep. It could be 20, 30-ish thousand followers. And then there's some outliers with 100,000. But most yep. of that is more of a TV show situation. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different situation. I don't think it'll ever grow past that because for one, uh, customers are pretty brand loyal on calls. Decoys are a little different. You'll see a lot of different mixes and decoys, but even then, if you go past call making to decoy companies, and I can tell you that the top five decoy companies, if they just make waterfowl, they're going to have about a hundred thousand followers. If they make waterfowl predator, they make waterfowl turkey, they're going to be up around 200. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody else to reach on that platform. That's right. And judging by the comment amount and the like amount, I don't know if they're reaching anybody that's following. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time figuring out what's the point of it, personally. Now, that's not particularly from a, a sales aspect. It's more coming from I try to the marketing guy I'm talking to right now that I like the most, his term is show out for the customers or show up for the customers. So that's that's one of my main goals. That's why I do calling lessons online. That's why you warranty product for forever. That's why you do hunting videos. That's why you do everything. You're, you're trying to, to do the best you can customer service-wise what you're providing. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think the tools let me do that anymore with social media. Do you think that possibly so so you have more followers than what I what I have, what what the Punisher brand is. So for you, do you think now you've had you've had a couple posts uh, that have been banned. You've you've had you know Instagram flag stuff that you've done and 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 stuff in the past because of your high numbers and high numbers in the hunting world or in the waterfowl world. Do you think that your content would be more visible if you were constantly paying? Yeah, or, that's the thing. I don't pay them any. Like yeah. I'm not going to pay them. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my issue with that is I think it has to be organically good enough to get people interested, or I don't know if it's relevant enough for me to keep posting. Well, this is where this is where I'm, I, don't, I don't understand the feedback loop on paying for it, because now everybody sees it, yes, but I don't know if anybody really cares if I'm paying to show it to them. But if they organically enjoy it, then I know what I'm doing is is good. Yeah. I I can see that my problem is is that well you you hit the nail on the head right so you can pay for it you can and this is my thoughts you can pay for it but you're still only going to be visible to that same 1 million people that's in North America yeah do, do you know what i mean like you're not going to all of a sudden, you're not going to start showing up on the feeds of uh, 18-year-old girls. Right. Not going to happen, right? So so the money that you're spending, I, 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 I think it's not going to get you anywhere, anywhere further. It, sure, you might, I don't know, maybe you'll show up on a couple extra pages or something like that. But is it really going to equate to more sales on your on your point? You know, that's the thing. So I don't know because I've never paid for it. I've never yeah. talked to a peer that has paid for it to see if if what they did is working. We did it once. Okay. Yeah, we paid for I, it once. I may be fibbing. I don't know, man. It's I, this next summer. I think is my twenty years because I started in '04. It's possible that sometime in my social media thing, maybe I've tried an ad. I, yeah. I don't remember, right? But it wouldn't yeah. have been much. It would have been like $20 or $50. Yep. This was yep. probably fair. Maybe when ads first started. Yeah. But like I said, my, my, main, my main issue with the deal from a, from a business end is, is there just a better way to talk to everybody? Like, that's my main goal. If mm -hmm. there's a better way to talk to everybody, that, that more people that want to find out about me or know more or just be involved more, I'd rather do that if there's a more comfortable way to do it. Because I look at it, the chances are, and this may be why, this may be why I don't get along with social very well. If I didn't own a duck company, I don't think I would be on it. Yeah. I don't enjoy using it to begin with. <laughs> so... <laughs> It may not be right for me, and yeah. it's something I had to do as a company. But now, with the way they've kind of got it structured, I'm like, you know, I bet if I feel this way, I bet 
there's a lot of people that feel the same way. Like, if we've got a better way to interact, I bet they would rather do that. Now, well, from an advocacy side for hunting, I'll be honest, I'm going to use a bad word here. I think, well, I think social media is dog shit for hunting. Well, I think, I think it's dog shit for the world. So, well, I think you you sort of touched on it right when we when we started this was was when I asked you why did you shift to the podcast because it gives you a better outlet, um, it gives you a better outlet and an outlet that's not going to get banned or or restricted in in any way. Um, I think we're seeing how, how many times in conversations with your friends, have you heard one of your friends, one of your hunting buddies say, yeah, yeah, that, but that guy is, he's, he's a total fake or like, right. right. How many times have you, have you said that? So that that's the persona that, that people can give through social media because it's just typing words um, and, and taking some pictures, putting, putting a caption to a picture. Um, wow. And, and then that's it. Right. But when you're st- but when you're in front of a camera and you're speaking, like you can try and be as fake as you want. But if you're doing this on a weekly basis, at some point you're going to trip up and you're going to show your fakeness. I think. Okay, so I would say this. I got two ways to go with this one. One way is if. I'm going to count YouTube in social media right yep. now. Yep. Because I don't consider that a valid video sharing platform anymore that works off of what people want to see. Mm-hmm. That's, that's as algorithm based as Facebook or Instagram is. Mm-hmm. Twitter, though, I've heard has, has got a little bit of freedom going over there. But I don't know. I don't Twitter. We have a Twitter account, but good Lord, I haven't been on that for a long time. Um, I don't know. And this may make somebody mad. I don't really care. They can write me a message about it. I don't think that you can be a YouTuber or an influencer and also a good I don't think you can put the waterfowl ahead of that and be really good at it. I think in order to do the job of influencer and YouTuber you have to prioritize that. Because if you read if you read an Instagram guideline on how to post, it basically explains to you how to make clickbait. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's the goal, I don't think you can put waterfowl at the forefront of what you're thinking about posting. So I don't think it's set up for people like me. Very I, I'm not gonna make clickbait. No, very, very, very true. So, so let's let's look at this then, and then we got a couple other things we want to talk about. But think about this. So, how many times in the last, let's say, two years, three years max, or maybe longer, but I'll say three years because that's really when I started noticing it, that you started seeing videos being posted of dogs nearly getting shot taking ridiculous sky busting, taking shots that you, any experienced hunter would never take because they know the chances of getting harvesting the bird is, is slim. So 
do you think that that shock and awe? So post the video, even though you know it's wrong, even though you know people are going to be upset about it, but post it anyways because that gets the reaction. That, that gets the is exactly right. what I just said. Yeah. So, so my issue with that is this, man. Like I said, I think next year is my 20 years. I've done video for almost all 20 years that I've done this. Mm -hmm. That video out, you know exactly what's in that video. Yeah. Your subconscious tells you whether this is something that should be up or should not be up. Mm -hmm. So you know if that dog breaks and it almost gets shot, unless you're using that for a training purpose, you know what you're posting. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing that, you're prioritizing being a YouTuber or whatever the hell classification it is over being a waterfowl. Yeah. So I think that is the the core problem with hunting on social media. And it proliferates that. I agree. Just from the nature of how the system works, it 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 grows that and it shrinks other people that have a good message. So so, so here's a conversation I had with a young fella, um, probably about a year and a half, two years ago. So he had sent a message to Dave and I, uh, and to a group really. And he was talking about, um, how excited he was because he was, he was about to meet, uh, a fella and this fella was close to, had very close ties with another person within the waterfowling world that, that had a, a very good following um, in the waterfowling world. And, and this guy was really excited about it. And, and I just, my comment to him was, listen, man, there, there's a lot more uh, reputable people within the industry that you should be more excited about meeting than this person. And his response to me, and, and this says a lot, his response to me was, well, for my generation, he is a, he is who I want to talk to. And that right there, because this, again, it was, and I don't, and I hate singling out the younger generation because it's not all the younger generation. Um, but in this case, it was a, it was a younger person. And, and they were just drawn to these, these videos of this, I call it shock and awe, where... I think it's just what they get fed. Yeah. I think if you give them the choice, they'll pick better. Okay, yeah. I don't think the platform gives them the choice, and unfortunately, this is just the platform they use. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But yeah. the other argument I would have with this, so I've got a buddy that makes, uh, he makes film. He makes big game film. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you who it is. His name's Donnie Vince. Mm -hmm. Dude, Donnie's a legit person. Outside of being a hunter, he's just a legit guy. Mm -hmm. The guys that work for him are super great. If content won out, I don't know if there's somebody on the planet that makes a better hunting film than that man. No. Nope. His production guys. I, I don't know if it's possible to make a better quality hunting film. No, I agree. That is. Those guys that I do stuff with at Heartland Waterfowl, the local guys, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can get a higher quality production rate on a TV show. So since neither one of those guys are at the top on on YouTube, mm -hmm. it's not because of the, the quality of content that ranks up top. Good point. So to me, that's just inherently flawed. Yeah, good. very good point. Yeah. So I, 
when it just boils down to it, and I also think maybe I'm just getting old and crusty. So, <laughs> well, I didn't want to say I'm trying not to become the grumpy old guy, but like I said a lot of the stuff I see, I just don't understand. I don't mm-hmm. understand the point of it. I don't understand why anybody could want to do it other than to become an influencer. Hmm. I don't, I, it's the only thing. So now, on the flip side of this, because I, I don't want to be hypocritical, I would probably technically be called an influencer. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I tell people, either don't call me that, you can call me an educator, that's fine. Yeah. But just tell them, I know the guy that owns that brand, and I like what he does. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the term. I don't think the term can be used with putting waterfowl at the forefront. Now, maybe it can. Maybe somebody will write me a message and say, you're thinking about this all wrong. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, and, and I welcome anybody to 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 chime in and send a message to, to either one of us on this. Because as you're talking, that's what's going through my head now. Am, am I, am I, is this what I'm doing? Am, am I trying to be an influencer? Which yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think you are. I don't think it works that way. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. because I don't want to be, I don't want to be labeled as a, as a friggin' hypocrite either. Right. Like I don't want, well, like I said, I mean, you, you, it's hard to not, it's hard to differentiate a lot of this because I'm yeah. in the business of selling calls, which means I have to show that off. Yeah. But I think it's more of the reason why you're doing something. than fair, fair point. You know, yeah. Then, then yeah. Kind of makes the line get gray in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did want to talk to you about your your first because this was a this was something that you brought up on your first episode of the podcast, and it's a term that I hear. Um, I hear it a lot, and I think everybody has a different definition of it. And for the people that haven't listened to it, uh, listen to to Bobby's podcast please go check it out because there's some real educational stuff in there and some some things that'll really get you thinking and this is the the thing your definition of a killer and i think that your definition is probably one of the best definitions i've ever heard and i'd like for you to expand on it right now for the people that for the millions of people that listen to the punisher podcast so to me the term killer is is an endearing term Mm-hmm. It's a respectful term. Uh, the short form of that means I could hand you a box of shotgun shells and the guy that's a killer could feed you for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a buddy of mine, Shannon, uh, spit that out one night when we were talking about this. But that is a great definition of killer. But the other thing it means is you have acquired woodsmanship. Mm-hmm. You know about the animal. You know about the terrain. You know all the necessary things that you you hunt the animal you respect the animal that's that's what killer means to me when somebody says no that guy is a killer i know what to expect when i go meet that guy mm-hmm. yeah that's what it means to me i don't know if that's what i said on the podcast I might yeah yeah well the, but, for the most part yeah but on the podcast you had said like a killer um a killer to you is someone that can you know regardless he's going to go out he's going to find yeah. he's going to find game and he's going to put it on the table. Yeah. Um, so right? Me, like I said, it's an endearing term. Yeah. It's not a derogatory term in my world. So. But it's also a term that 
I think is thrown around a lot now, like the term rock star. How many times do you hear somebody yeah. refer to somebody as a rock star? Yeah. And I think in, in the waterfowling world and maybe across all the hunting world, um, it's, it's a term that's being thrown around a lot these days. Yeah, it does. But it is also, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody define it. That's why I thought maybe this would be a good thing to define. No, it is a great thing to define because I think it puts things as, as Jeff Coates says, everything's relative, right? So, and, and it, it adds some, some meat to it when you, when you give it a strong definition, as opposed to just saying, there's a guy that can make piles. Coates is a killer. Coates yeah. doesn't shoot his gun most of the time. No. He knows where the birds are. He knows the species of the birds. He knows why the bird's that far out in the ocean. Yeah. He knows everything there is to know about that damn sea duck. Yep. And he spent years studying that duck. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if he's shooting that duck or not. That's right. That man takes them guys out every day and kills those ducks. Yep. Yeah. Coates is a killer. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's a badge of honor, in my opinion. Yeah. No. Like, Real good point. Real good point. Um, now, this is kind of off subject, and this is a little bit of a tangent. Oh, but, good. <laughs> and again, this may irritate some people, and I don't really care. Yeah. Um, when I see 20 guys hunting out of an apron, and I they're like, dropping I like birds, and they're going. just all falling and crippling across the field. I can tell you what I see. I see one guy hunting and 19 guys shooting. There's one killer in that group most of the time. Mm-hmm. So from my eyes, I don't see why it's impressive. I don't understand the. I I get it. They shot eighty birds or a hundred birds, and not to say I. If I wished, I could do that. I don't care, but I don't see the skill set on the other nineteen, or if there's two callers. I got eighteen guys that are just shooting, so I don't understand why that's an impressive feet at that time to steal i want to watch the killer hunt the bird is what i want to watch i don't need the other 19 guns to me it's taken away from that well if if you're at 20 and listen i'm not trying to sound like an asshole here either but like if you got 20 guys like that's you're not really concerned about hunting that's just a that's just a trip for you and your buddies to hang out well, that's the way i look at that like man i'll be honest like behind with the harlem waterfowl guys this week for a week love those guys we good lord we were 12 15 deep every day there's one guy in the blind hunting yeah I was yeah the guy that was in charge of that hunt was hunting he was hunting his ass off trying to get everybody birds yeah there's one guy in that blind hunting when you get <laughs> i was there for to socialize yeah, I exactly. sat there and BS with Ronnie Phillips most of the time. Yeah. The most time I've got to spend with the man, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. The one guy was in that blind really hunting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His name's but, Nate. He's a super cool dude. But yeah, it was his week or whatever they their system is. But yeah, he was the guy hunting on that trip. Not me. And and listen, the, I'm not saying there's anything bad about hunting with 20 people. It's just sure. like call it what it is like you're you can call it you're going out for a beat down but if if you're lining up with 20 dudes and i've done now i don't think i've ever hunted with that many people um but if you're going out let's say you're going out with 10 dudes if you're going out with 10 dudes there's one dude that's in that's in charge of decoys 
and and where the blind is getting set up at. That's it. The other nine guys are just walking around putting out decoys and brushing in blinds. Well, I'll tell you another really good example. And see, I think this is why I have different eyes on social media than what younger people have on social media, or some younger people. Like I said, I'm not bashing young people. I know a bunch nope. of them that are great. Yep. So I've got a buddy down in Oklahoma. His name is Brad Albeck. Albeck's Adventures. He is the goose-killingest man I've ever met in my life. Albeck is a killer of the little goose. Fantastic guy. And they hunt big groups when you go down there. When there's 20 guys in a line, the only guy hunting is Albeck. Yeah. And he's not shooting a thing. Doesn't even have a gun with him. But he's the only guy hunting. The rest of them are shooting. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah. So when I watch a video that Albeck's posted, I'm watching Albeck's skill. I'm mm-hmm. not watching the skill set of the other 19 shooters. Right. Just to me, they, you could throw targets in front of them just the same as, as a little goose. It's no different to me. Yep. Yeah. But I'm watching all bet call birds. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing when I see that. So he's being impressive. The other 19 guys don't impress me whatsoever. Just pulling the trigger, really. Pull the trigger. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what that tangent was about. I don't know where we got on that, but that's that's how I view that. I think yeah. a lot of people view it that way. I just don't think they vocalize it. No, and I, I think I think a lot of people I agree with you. I think a lot of people think the same way and, and they don't vocalize it out of fear. Uh, and, and I don't want to say the word fear because I don't think they're, they're afraid of anything. I think it's just they don't want to say it because it, it may come across sounding like they're a douchebag and they don't they're want not, to. And they're, they're not, not they're not going to argue with the nonsense that would go on. Right. So yeah. so they just they just don't want to they just don't want to deal with it. But instead of vocalizing it, what their thoughts are, well, they stick to their three to four man hunt groups, right? They, right. They, they don't go. And if they do go on those 10 to 15 to 20 man, oh, hunts, buddy, they, like do exa- they do exactly what you did. I I'm going here to socialize and hang yeah, in. Maybe is. I'll, maybe I'll pull the trigger a couple times, shoot some birds, right. but, um, my, not, not my main goal here. This no. on this trip. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's the way I look at it. But I said, maybe I'm getting old and crusty. Well, I, I think I think you are, and I think I am too, because that's oh. the reason why. I think that's the reason why these things sort of kind of bug us, right? Because well, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't. The other way, maybe I should look at that and go, man, if this gets that many people into the sport, maybe this is the greatest thing ever. I just don't know if it sustains them into staying in the sport doing. That. Well, uh, so I I. I really could care. I shouldn't say I could care less. Um, but if that's what gets more people involved, I, I think it's, I think it's a wonderful thing as long as they're being ethical and they're being safe. Well, that, then, that is, yeah, you're right. I never try to push morals on anything I post or talk about. Yeah. If it's legal and they're doing their thing, man. Have at. I don't yeah. care what your thing is. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I think if you're ethical and and you're safe, then whatever whatever it is that you do that gets you out, then then go for it. Um, you know, I remember Massey come on this. Remember we had Massey on one time, and and he had he had talked about, you know that that dude that you know works sixty hours in the week and Saturday oh, yeah. and Saturday morning is his only time in a week where he gets to go out and, and do a hunt and he may, Absolutely. 
and he may only get out for four hours before he's got to take a kid to oh, a baseball yeah. game or something. You know what if I mean? He's got to do 45-yard shots to make his day. I have at it, man. Yeah. We're going to hear me say a word about that. Yeah, yeah. What I don't like about, like I said, the social media stuff that we kind of just discussed, I think it's the wrong persona to tell just the story of waterfowl. I don't think that is sustainable. Um, when I when I talk to guys that are just getting in, this, this can be all kinds of ages. It doesn't necessarily have to be young. Mm-hmm. Just there's a lot of people that are forty that just get into waterfowl. You kind of get the impression like, well, it wasn't a tin man. And you're like, well. That's why I say I think it builds the wrong expectation because, man, the truth is there's not a lot of guys that are going to go shoot a 10-man of birds consistently. No. That's a hard, hard thing to do. And most of the guys you're watching this do this on film, it's set up by an outfit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's paid for. That's yep. not from the skill set of finding 10-man hunts over and over and over and over again. Uh, and then from the old crusty side of me, I look at that and go, well, this is nonsense because I could take uh, five of my best buddies and I could hunt that for a week, shoot two and three mans out of it, and every hunt would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a waste to me. Yeah. But that's say, that may be the old guy in me coming out. No, I don't I don't think so. I I think it's... it. it... I could be into that in 30 minutes and find another shoot, and I could do it again in two days. So yeah. It yeah. Looks I... Uh... I had, I did have a a, a a string of thoughts there that I was going. <laughs> did I mess it up? Well, I I think I was listening to you and I was like, yeah, I'll let them keep going, keep going, and then I'm gonna, and it was gonna be good, like like Pulitzer Prize winning too. Right. Like, oh yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the podcast I started, it's kind of a way for me to air this stuff out. No, that's awesome, and uh, I think I think it's a great idea. And hey, you know when I. When I talk about this stuff, if I'm wrong, I would love somebody's opinion back because maybe I'm wrong and I need to think about it another way. But, you know, that's how we learn. Yeah. So I don't think it'll ever get better if we don't talk about it. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks of it in this way, um, especially industry person wise and just other industry guys, peers, whatever you call them, because when I'm around those guys, we have very similar conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you that it's not, it's not because they're doing it and we're not doing it. It's nothing to do with that. You just look at it and you're like, I don't get it. Yeah. So it's good for the sport. So this thought just, just came to me and, you know, we're talking about social media and, and I guess the biggest thing you know, for anybody, so business-wise, right? And, you know, if you're just putting up pictures for yourself, just showing your hunts and, and your activities, then, yeah, go for it, because that's that's exactly what I was entitled to do, right? It, yeah. it totally, 100%. But if you look at a business, and, and, and I again, I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but if I think, so when you do, um, your post, you told me one time you never make a post with a picture from a phone. It's always from a, always from your yeah. big camera. Right. Always. So yeah. if you look, if you watch social media and if you're on Instagram, especially, I'm going to tell you that I don't think that there is another account on Instagram 
that shows pictures better than what Apex Ammunition is doing at right oh, now. Oh, dude, I tell you what, I don't, I don't know the guy. I, yeah. I think it's Josh Lewis. I don't know the guy. I know uh, Heath that works there, and I know yeah. Kyle. I know Kyle too. Kid, all the shows. Uh, that's a wonderful brand. They have the right idea of what to post on social as far as like this is good for the sport of yeah man yeah the, like the you don't even right. you don't yeah. even need a caption with those spit pictures oh, no. yeah jay lewis is a hell of a photographer like it is yeah, insane dude like i i look at them and and every time i see them it's the same it's the same respect they get the same response from me every oh. time i'm like the best picture i've seen on oh, no. on social media it, like it insane and the message that they post with the image is spot on what yep. it should be, in my opinion. From and, and that's and that's what I think. Um I got I gotta try and put this into the right words. I think so for a company like Apex, um, you know, they have their they have their product, they are advertising their product, um throughout whatever means right so if they're in magazines they're going to shot shows they're going through these outdoor shows and they're doing all these all these things but they're using social media to sell the way of life that's the way i look at their pictures they're yeah. not sell. they're not selling their product on their pictures yeah, yeah. They're, se they're selling an adventure or the way of life or you know that that sort of thing and and that's where i think f f you're within that hunting waterfowling world i think that's the shift if you if you want the, the followers or you want the people to take you serious i think that's the shift that you need to do stop worrying about trying to sell your product just just sell the story sell the way of life if that makes sense i would say this i think uh i would definitely say and like i said this is where this becomes two ways to think about whether we should or shouldn't support social I would say having a brand like Apex, like I said, I don't do any before we get going. I don't do anything with Apex. No, me either. I I know a few of the guys, and I've bought about three cases of Apex shells. That's as much as I yeah. I do. So, yeah, this is not a boost on Apex because I don't I don't do it. Um, I would definitely say having that brand on social media makes hunting better on social media. Yeah. Yeah, like that is a brand you can say, yes, we're better because you're on here. Mm -hmm. For sure. I try to do the same thing with what I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, those guys, for sure. It's a better space because they're on there. So I don't know, would it be worse for hunting if a brand like that wasn't on social? I don't know. That's the question I go back and forth with on my head. But even those guys, I think they might be better off if they could talk to a customer away from the platform oh yeah 100 percent. than than what we currently have i I, I i can I don't know. i'm willing to bet any anybody so Ducklander calls first light apex real any any brand that's out there would much rather sit down face to face and and talk to a potential customer a fan a follower whatever and I and I'm I'm gonna make the assumption here for you that when you make a post on social media, you're looking for interaction. 
Like, yeah, that's why I'm posting. If I didn't yeah. want interaction, I would just say, here's a call. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take the time to write out however many words that paragraph is. I wouldn't take the time to do it. Yeah, I'm wanting to start a discussion. Yeah. That's the point of it. Um, I have never talked to Apex, but I would assume that he's wanting to make an emotion. He's some kind of response from the time he takes to take that photograph. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I I agree because it's his pictures are like they are like it's just so <laughs> they're so powerful, man. Like yeah, I, no, those, those photos are art. Yeah. If you've never watched, and again, I I've got I get nothing from Apex. We had Heath Hancock on the show uh, a few weeks ago. Great man, great um, dude, yeah. great dude. Um, but I get nothing from Apex. Um, that's that's what I, I shoot right there. Is, My extent with Apex is I have talked to Heath, I think, two times at the show. Yeah. Yeah. And great guy. Yeah, great guy. Uh, I met but, a lady that works for him. I don't even know what the hell she does now. She's a <laughs> great lady. Very nice. Yeah. Like I said, I've known Kyle since he was a young guy. I'm calling him. Right, right. Shows, but another great guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? I I think they're putting out, they're putting out a, great, a great message. Listen, um... I did want to ask you because I haven't had a chance to ask you. Um, how did the 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 Bobby Hayes select calls? How did that how did that roll out for you? How did that go? Well, it went pretty good. Um, it didn't go as well as it normally does, but nobody seen the damn post. That was they they banned almost every one of those posts I made about those calls because you were because you were aligning shotguns with them, right? Because I talk about. Because those calls pay homage to traditional waterfowl shotguns. So, right. you know, I do that. It, it's a fun thing to do. It's about the only calls I hand turn anymore. Yeah. That's why I do them in the spring when I have time. Yeah. Uh, but I like to make it. They're, they're flat out. They're a collector call. Like they got the same tone boards we put. I put in the production call, so they they function just the same. But they're made to be a collector call. Yeah. So if I'm going to make a collector call, I like it to have a story. And at the same time, I want that story to be part of our waterfowl tradition. Mm -hmm. And to me, guns, I love guns. Um, I love the tradition of the sport. It's a great thing to kind of mix. A lot of guys maybe haven't heard of the guns, so it's a way for them to get interested in it. Mm -hmm. And once you get interested in the old guns, a lot of guys kind of work their way into market hunting. And then you kind of work your way into, you can kind of figure out why we have the laws we have now. So you just understand the sport a little more from a little mm -hmm. bit of tradition. And, but yeah, they banned every one of the damn posts. So. <laughs> and I always, you know, I sort of kind of always viewed Instagram as, as kind of the wild west. Like you could, you could pretty much get away with, and this was my thoughts. Like you could pretty much get away with anything. Cause you see pictures of, of birds falling from the sky and, and everything on there, but it's starting to, to, to shift that way now, right? Like first it was faith. First it was Facebook. Then you started seeing YouTube putting a whole bunch of restrictions yeah. down. And now you're starting to see, now you're starting to see Instagram clamping down on this stuff. And, and I, I'm telling you, um, for the person that has the know-how, the money to pull it off, the know-how, um, and, and I guess the, the server, I'm telling you, the person that makes a a completely online hunting community 
where it's sort of like my, I, I think it's called my outdoors or something like that. Yeah. When I put that post up, I was really just being smart ass when I posted that deal about being banned. Yeah. But what's really funny is they sent me, they, they also banned that post. <laughs> yeah. I thought about reposting the banned post that yeah. they sent me. Told me if I wanted to take it down, I would I would get a better response. That's the the most reach I've had on a post in sixty five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, like I said, if they'd let me sponsor that, I'd send that to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know they wouldn't approve it. No, uh, but I think I where I was going. But anyway, uh, let me think about it here. I might catch it back. Say what you were saying, maybe I'll remember. I don't know what I was going to say. (laughs) Two two fucking good ones on on a podcast here right now. Yeah, but so I, I, oh, that one, I understand. It did have a little section of a Benelli receiver in it. So, like, I get it if that's your rule. The other posts they banned, all of the other ones just have pictures of ducks. Yeah. But the write-up talks about a firearm. So, I don't know. Like I said, I've never talked to an ammo company. I don't know what they're getting. I don't know how they're getting away with posting at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good point. I don't know. I don't know if they've got a marketing firm that's giving them key phrases not to type in. Oh, that's a good one. So here's, here's going to be the last rant uh, or not really rant, but the last topic uh, before we shut this down. Um, So. For the past two weeks, I've been getting this phone call coming in from Arizona, and I and I know it's I know it's it's bullshit, right? Because I don't know anybody in Arizona, so why would they be calling me? So, anyways, it it's been going to my voicemail, and it's from Google saying that, um, I I, I guess Google has a has a thing now where you can you can push the button and you can speak what you want search for. So if you say I'm looking for duck calls. Well, then if you're a business that's already on Google, then you could add duck call as your one of your keywords. So then when people, you know, say the word duck call, then you populate, right? So anyways, they called yesterday or the day before, and uh, I'm talking to this dude, and super nice guy, you know, and uh, and he's like, so what words do you want? So I pick out, I was like, I don't know, hunting, waterfowl, fowl, ducks, geese. Um, and I'm picking out these keywords, right? And everything was going good. And he was like, okay, so now we just got to, uh, we got to figure out how we're going to process this fee. And I'm like, hold on a second. What fee? I'm like, I already pay Google. Like I have a Google account. Uh, we have uh, a Google business account or whatever, you know all this stuff. He was like, well, yeah, but th- this is something I was like, not interested, buddy. And he was like, but you're probably missing out on a lot. Of- I'm like, well, I'm probably not really missing out because I don't think many people are coming to Google to search, search me up. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of people that's hitting Google again. I, again, I think this, this social media and this whole thing, I, I just don't think that there's, a ton of people out there that's that's spending their time searching for waterfowl hunting. If if you're into duck hunting or, or goose hunting, I think you sort of kind of already know where to look and 
and once you yeah, once you um, find one you can you can deep dive then from one right you don't i don't think you need uh to to be on there but anyways i just thought it was funny they say forms are coming back right now i i could see it yeah. but but my my only fear with forums coming back is what i see on these and i know you're not part of them but there's a lot of these you know hunting groups on on facebook and stuff right my only concern about the forums coming back is is these these bullies and and for lack of a better term i'll call them bullies when when somebody asks a genuine question because they honestly don't know and they and and then the person who asked the question gets absolutely blasted because someone thinks that they should already know the answer to that question. That's the that's the thing I, I don't want to see with forums and stuff coming back. Well, all right. So for anybody that's ever wondered about this, probably not with two people. I am not on a single Facebook group. No. Trader page. I do none of that. I was at one point. Yeah. Most of that's because they used to be able to add you to the damn thing. You could just add people to those pages. Yeah. I I don't see anything but fighting on yeah. the pages. Yeah. So I've I am under the assumption that if I've done a good enough job with customers, they will just take care of whatever needs taken care of on those pages for me. Mm-hmm. If, if they don't do that, then I haven't done a good enough job supporting a customer, providing a service or a product. Yeah, good so point. I am personally just not on them because I don't, I don't get anything out of them. It's just a lot of arguing. Because, it, <laughs> like, you know, when, when I seen them, if there was a thread and it had three pages of response, well, that's an argument. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what that is. So... So yeah, I don't know when it was. It was probably three or four years ago. I left all of them. Yeah. yeah. I love it now that they can't add you back without asking. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will probably never be on one again. I don't I don't know what I would do on the page. Um I think maybe two years ago when I switched from a mirrored camera body to a mirrorless, I might have got on a camera group to try to read some thoughts on it. And yeah. I'm done that for two days and realized well these guys argue as much as waterfowlers really yeah <laughs> i uh i still check them out because i find that it i i like some of the some of the bonehead stuff that people post i, I um, okay we'll have somebody message me and say hey do you see what's going on in this day <laughs> you know sometimes it could be about a call i like i have absolutely no i don't yeah. care yeah yeah um they'll sort it out themselves well, yeah. I I like I like reading about dumb like idiots like that guy in in Quebec that drove into the nature preserve and and shot a shot an elk and 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 a couple wild boars while he was all hot. So up. I know I do miss out on some things. Yeah, but but on the other side of that, to be honest, I have five thousand friends on Facebook and I follow three people, so my Facebook feed is not very full. So <laughs> that's my wife. <laughs> And a couple other people. Yeah. 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 So just so anybody wonders. Yeah. Uh, if I'm friends with you on Facebook, I don't see a damn thing you do. <laughs> oh. Hey, right, yeah. fr right from the man. You, you can't blame him there. Hey, listen, this was episode 145 of two grumpy old men that just got on and, and just pissed off and, and just 
got on on a rant. So, um, but know that it's not for the sake of it's not arguing or, or pointing it out for the sake of arguing and pointing it out. It, it honestly is our thoughts and where we see the world and and the whole bit. You can disagree with it. Um, and, and that's your God given right to disagree. And I'd love to have a conversation with anybody. And I, and I know Bobby, you welcome it too. Um, I'd love for anybody to chime in, either shoot us a message. Um, if you want to talk to Bobby and you don't have his contact and you can't find it, shoot me a message. I'll give you his contact. Um, but I'd love to talk more about it because I, I do think that the, the waterfowling world, we need more. And the only way we get more people is true positive and true the good things, not the bad side of things. So that's just my thought. Uh, last words to you, Bobby. I would say this. I never try to post or say anything that's divisive in our sport. Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I think things need discussed. I don't think you can make anything better without the discussion. So Absolutely. that's always kind of my goal is to, is to kind of nudge the discussion. So mm -hmm. maybe it's not a discussion with me directly. Maybe it's just somebody heard it and two guys discussed it or a group discussed it. And maybe it's, yeah, I think we'll go a different way with this. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe we'll quit supporting this. Yeah. If, if, if it's not the best thing for our sport. So that's, that's, that's my goal. Yeah. Like, it's and not just a bitch. I don't. Yeah. And, and, and I know the term isn't, isn't a popular one, but I think that that yeah. is the, um, what the term influencer was meant to be, um, was, was that somebody had a voice and that voice made you think differently on a, on a subject. Um, so either way, episode one, Jordan Peterson was a waterfowler. I wish Jordan Peterson was a waterfowler too. Yeah. You know what? He's only a couple hours away. What are the chances Jordan Peterson to come hang out in a duck blind with me? If you would ever catch something I said and wanted to go waterfowl, come on. Yeah. Be the best voice we've ever had in this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, buddy. Thanks so much for doing this, Bobby. This was episode 145 of the Union 0430. Make sure you head over to Bobby's podcast and check it out too, because it is, it is. Um, there's some really good information and some really good topics that, uh, that'll get you scratching your head and, and wondering about. So, um, with that big love, surround yourself with good people and, uh, listen, don't be assholes to one another until next week. Ciao.